in this journey that we're taking on in life, there are going to be times wherein we're driving at night with very minimal vision of where we're headed. But keeping the destination in mind and keeping our focus on the next 10 meters will actually definitely help us move forward and eventually get to where we're headed. everyone welcome to another episode of two cents over coffee i'm your host sharvin lurido and let's get this podcast started as always before we start feel free to grab yourself a cup of coffee or any drink of your choice while listening in so that you can enjoy the full experience of our episode today Thank you to our listeners from the previous episodes for coming back. And for our new listeners on this podcast, welcome. Okay, so for today's episode, we're going to be talking about the three things you can actually do when anxious about something. So I'll be talking to you about this in relation to the recent experience that I've had. If you're following me in my social media accounts, you would know that I recently moved from Adelaide from Adelaide, South Australia to Melbourne, Victoria. For those who are not familiar with Australian geography, those are two different states. Uh, Their main CBDs are roughly about 660 kilometers apart. Um, And this move came about because after I finished my degree in February, I was actually looking for opportunities in finance and accounting. I currently have a job, but ideally, I would like to do something related to what I studied so hard for. And so I kept looking and looking for jobs in Adelaide. And I think I've literally had 200 applications and I've I've heard from, <laughs> I don't know, like only a couple of them and majority of them are like, rejection emails actually all of them are rejection emails i think i only had one interview out of those 200 applications i sent out in adelaide and so i thought i should probably expand my uh sort of application into state and i'm still looking for work in adelaide but i've expanded my search to melbourne because i have some relatives there as well, here rather, and I do have some friends um, in Melbourne too. So I've expanded my application and I actually had quite a lot of interviews even at the couple 50 applications I sent out. So I recently started seeing progress with the applications I've been having when I started including Melbourne job opportunities. Long story short, I've been having some interviews. I actually had three that were progressing. And one of them actually has given me an offer to work here. And so they sent out an offer, obviously um, with the condition that I'll go through the you know medical assessment and police check yada yada the usual stuff in the recruitment process and so i'm this a happy guy happy go lucky guy uh, yeah i'll do the i'll do the medical i'll do the police check they all came back okay and so i started 
looking for a place here in Melbourne. So everything set out. I'm slowly trying to set everything up here in Melbourne while I'm in Adelaide, sorting my affairs, you know, selling some of uh, the stuff that I have and things so that the move will be easier. And this is um, obviously working under the assumption that I'll be getting the job because I did well in the interview. I did, uh, obviously I did well in the interview because they did give me the offer and the medical and the police check I have completed as soon as they asked me to, booked everything up, completed them and just waiting for the recruitment agent to actually just get back and give me the actual contract to sign. A week has passed since I have completed all of the, those requirements and I still haven't heard from them. Like nothing at all from the actual company and I've been reaching out to the recruitment agent asking what's going on, are we still going through with this and I'm starting to get anxious because I have slowly started getting rid of things, looking for a place in Melbourne, like literally it's in the move, it's in the works that I'll be moving to Melbourne. I started to get really anxious, like seriously really anxious about things is that when I actually tendered my resignation already because uh, the start date that they had in mind was I think the 19th of April and um, I need to put in like a week's worth of notice and obviously with the move I need to set out like another week for me to sort things out and so I've tendered my resignation and we're getting close to my last day and I still haven't heard from the agent and apparently the reason is that uh, it's because I, I was on a student visa and as I told you earlier, I actually finished my degree. And so the next step would be to apply for a temporary graduate visa, which I already did. But the processing is about nine to 12 months based on the immigration here in Australia. And currently my visa is a bridging visa. And that became a bit of a problem from their end because uh, somehow something to do with their systems not being able to check that I actually have work entitlements here in Australia. So that was the main problem. And that being said, I was really anxious because I've ha had everything set up. The move is going as planned, except for the actual contract. I literally was um, having dinners with some friends, catching up, letting them know that I'm leaving. Um... And that's when the anxiety kicked in so hard that what am I doing? I have tendered my resignation without an actual contract that was signed from both parties and my employment is on the line for both. And so I had a serious talk with um, the recruitment agent. I told her I've been honest about, you know, my visa status everything was transparent with what my intentions are, what my plans are long-term, short-term with what I wanted to do with my life here in Victoria or Melbourne. And she was, she was like, you know what? It's actually okay. I mean, we did everything that we could. It's now in their hands, whether they're going to give us the contract or not. But with everything that you have shown so far, it's just dedication you know like honesty transparency with everything that's going on so just try and look for other opportunities as well while we're waiting for this but just 
try and be positive about things. And so I think what actually helped me was the first step of acknowledging that feeling that, hey, I'm actually anxious about this these things. I'm putting on a brave face because I've already started telling friends and family that I'm moving. But having that honesty within myself that I'm anxious, that things could go wrong, that I may not actually have that contract at the end of the day if they decide to rescind the offer, that actually helped me give clarity on what actions I could take moving forward, given the circumstance that I am in, which leads us to the next uh, step that uh, the next thing that I have done that you could do as well if you're anxious about something is that uh, evaluate the, the actions that you have taken that has that have led you in this situation. And for me, after acknowledging that, I have evaluated the actions that I've taken. Uh, going back to what I said, I did well in the interview. I was honest about everything that I have in mind, my plans, um, my intentions, everything. And having that in mind that I actually did everything that I could within my power to mitigate all the risks, consider all the options, and, you know, just purely being honest about everything with my employer, with with my potential employer, with my recruitment agent, and with myself about this whole thing gave me even more clarity on what perspective I could take. Because knowing all those things that I've done everything that I could would actually make me realize that, okay, that's it. I, I've done everything. It's now out, out of my hands. It's not within something that I can control. That would give me the opportunity to focus on other things. You know, one of them being, um, what can I do now that I know that? And that's going to be our third step taking actions and diverting that anxiousness, that weary into something more positive and more productive. What I did was having that in mind that I'm actually in this situation, I may or may not have an offer, what can I do? And so I still continued with the other two applications that I've had. And alongside that, I've been sending out applications both in Adelaide and in Melbourne as well just continuing with that process of applying and applying and applying and looking out for other opportunities. And that gave me like a game plan that, yeah, if I don't get it now that I had everything in the works, like the apartment has been paid off in terms of the bond and, you know, the the things being set up here, I will move and look for opportunities here considering that I have other applications pending. So that was the game plan. And um, I have diverted that anxious and weariness into something more productive. And it actually helped me get my mind off worrying about the contract that I am yet to receive. And when I did that, somehow things started falling into place. I've been reached out by my current employer then that knowing the move, you know, like um, I have tendered my resignation, as I mentioned, 
And so my boss's boss, like the operations manager, sent me a Teams message saying, oh, I'm so uh, sorry to hear that you're leaving. Uh, your, you, your performance was great. Yada, yada, asking me if I already actually have a job here in Melbourne and offered me that if I don't have a job yet, that I can actually work remotely for them in Victoria, in Melbourne. And that option actually gave me the, the strength that, oh, okay, yes, I definitely will consider that, uh, that I will thank you for, you know, giving me that opportunity because um, that would really help me out a lot in that transition into the move to Melbourne. And I've, aside from that, I actually had a couple more interviews come through in uh, different companies as well which give me a bit of hope that if that initial offer I got from a particular company won't you know like fall through for example I still have other options to work on to work with and I will not be unemployed for a very long time or I may not even be unemployed at all because it was just going to be a smooth um, transition from my other job, from my old job to the new one that will come my way. And so I was feeling positive. My mind was actually off of that uh, contract that is still yet to come. And on Holy Tuesday, I think it was the 12th of April, I had a phone call from my recruitment agent that, hey, I just talked to to the hiring manager and he told me that it's been approved by HR. They're going to give you that contract because you you know you were honest about everything. And and so I was happy because that same day I actually received the contract after reading through it, it was everything that we have discussed, signed it and that's it. That was all. It seals everything. It kind of like it's it's the cherry on top of the cupcake and everything was falling into place and when I actually told my uh pre my current employer then that I actually secured a role yet and thank you for the offer uh, my counter offer would be would you like me to work part-time or on a casual basis if you need help in I don't know like in weekends or you know, after hours, because um, the role that I got, the role that I secured here in Victoria starts at 7 a.m. and finishes at 8, uh, or sorry, 3 p.m. So that would give me some time in the afternoon as well if they badly need help. And so they agreed. They changed my permanent contract into a casual contract. And so I could just work whenever I can, whenever they need me to, if I'm available, then I'd be able to, you know, jump in and help out. That being said, you know, having those three steps, one being acknowledging that I'm anxious, second one is evaluating and checking how much merit should I actually be giving that anxious feeling, given that I have done everything that I could. And third, diverting that energy into something more positive and more productive that would get my mind off things and I would actually like mitigate more risks really helped me out and when I did all those three things 
everything started falling into place. The, the move was seamless. I was offered the job. I signed the contract. My existing employer offered to make me a casual employee, giving me now two jobs that I could do, which would be great because that would give me extra income as well for the expenses that I have, especially because I just recently applied for a visa and it's not cheap. What am I, what I'm saying is that these things the you know, applying for a job, applying for a move, these things that are out of our control are out of our control. We can't do, we can't do much about them because we, we've already done everything that we could. And if, even if we could have done something better, we cannot go back in time and change things. So the only way to go is do the things that you can do in the present and plan for the future without actually dwelling too much on the past and the future and more so focusing your energy on the things that you can do now because that's the only thing you can actually control. I think the perfect metaphor that we can apply when going through um, anxiety about things are out of our control is, you know, this headlight metaphor when you're driving at night. When you're driving at night, you, you obviously have your destination, right? You know where you're going or you know you're going somewhere if you're just driving out of whim. But you know you're going somewhere. You have that destination. But when you're driving at night, your field of vision is actually just the immediate, I don't know, like 10 to 15 meters ahead of you because that's all that your headlight can shed light on. That would give you actually view of what's ahead. You know you're moving forward, but all that you can control is the steering wheel and where you're headed 10 meters ahead. You have a destination, it's not very clear, it's dark ahead, but you know you're going, you know you're moving forward, and all you can do is to actually make sure that you make it to the next 10 meters that your headlight give you visuals on. And that's how you go along with life as well. 10 10 meters at a time, 10 10 minutes at a time, one day at a time, one application at a time. And next thing you know, if you just keep your focus on those immediate 10 meters while keeping in mind that you have that final um, goal or destination that you want to go to, keeping those two things in mind will actually give you that laser focus and that determination to keep on working and achieve the goals that you have set out when you took on that journey when you entered the car and started driving. So I guess next time you're going through something similar, if you're anxious and weary about something, do the, those three things that I mentioned about. One, acknowledge that feeling. Let it mellow, but don't sulk and focus on that feeling itself. Just let it be there. Just let it be. And then the next step would be to evaluate the actions that you have taken in the past. Does it actually 
warrant this the situation warrant that much anxiousness from you considering all the actions that you have taken to to reach that goal to mitigate all the risks and lastly what actions can you actually take to divert that anxiousness to something more productive to get your mind off those anxiousness and weariness that you're experiencing and work towards mitigating any further risks and take more actions to actually get you closer to the goal that you have set out. And keep in mind as well that in this journey that we're taking on in life, there are going to be times wherein we're driving at night with very minimal vision of where we're headed, but keeping the destination in mind and keeping our focus on the next 10 meters will actually definitely help us move forward and eventually get to where we're headed. And that's it for me for today. If you have enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend, with a colleague, with a family member, random strangers on your social media account. Share it in your stories. Tag me at Sherwin Lurido. And, you know, um, just spread the love. And if I can uh, actually ask you, if you can, please subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I'd greatly appreciate it. If you could also give a review, like review it, give me some however many stars you want to give me, but that would actually help me, uh, sorry, that would actually greatly help me in spreading these conversations that we're having to a wider audience. So if you want to reach out, on social media. Again, I am at Sherwin Lurido on um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And the podcast's um, Instagram account is at Two Cents Over Coffee. And again, before I let you go, spread the love and make someone smile. See you next week.